Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game show presented by Point Bet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Cody Del Mendo after the Cubs beat the Braves six to three in ten innings in Atlanta. Guys, this was never in doubt. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, I mean, what a what a crazy game. I thought they were going to blow another 3-0 lead, which would have been, uh, gosh, I don't know. It seems like it's three or four times this season now. They, they've done that. Uh, the lead gets away from them, but they find a way in extra innings. Uh, Wilson Contreras comes up with the big hit. But listen, at least – Patrick offense, Wisdom comes up with the big hit, man. Yeah, really. You're right. Patrick <laughs> Wisdom really did come up with the big hit. Um, but, you know, they, they come up with some offense. Last night the complaint was in game one – Four hits, not enough. You have to have more than that. And not only do they get 11 hits, but they get a home run from one of the guys that can provide that power. And it was enough to beat the Braves. And now you have a chance to win a series against the defending World Series champs who aren't playing great baseball, obviously. So you go into that game three of the series and, and you got to try and win this because you didn't play well against the Pirates. Start off this 11-game stretch with a positive and win a series in Atlanta. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you know how we tweet out the show every every time, Luke. You know how yeah. we have we tweet it out. So I tweeted it out, and in my in my thing, I said the Cubs are back. So I went from you know ready to have a gallon of bleach to <laughs> thinking we're back. So uh, it's just it's baseball season for you, baby. Uh, that was a hell of a win, whether you want to get overly excited like I am or not. Uh, you love to see the team face adversity and then actually get through it and win the ball game on the road against the reigning World Series champs. Uh, I was so angry in the eighth inning. It's like they heard me all the way from my apartment in Uptown and uh, said, we're going to fix this, Cody. So that's that's my to start the show. That's my two cents. Uh, probably at least the most exciting win of the year outside of opening day, maybe. So, um Again, I understand being realistic. Just let me have my moment right now. <laughs> I, I was I was calling for a wellness check when they tied it at three. I was I said somebody needs to go check on Cody. So I was him, not happy. Give him a courtesy <laughs> phone call. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, guys. I mean, this. You know, I think we weren't together, obviously, watching this game. But I think Luke, if we were on the uh, the couch when we were going in the eighth inning, like, we we would have yeah. been sitting chilling on the couch. Cody would have been up screaming uh, like he did. <laughs> I forgot what inning it was yesterday. Cody threw his hat on the ground and everything. So I'm sure we would have gotten a little more of that uh, during that eighth inning. But you know, like you guys said, Contreras big double to to go ahead, you know, play the go ahead run. Uh, wisdom going deep, you know, uh, no doubter. Um, and then Row Wick, I mean, he, he looked. He gets his first save, first save in his first opportunity of the year. And then he, you know, uh, I think Azuna was on second base, gets over to third on the ground out, and then Romeo you know, Rowick punches out the next two guys. So um, that was probably his best inning of the year. Yeah. It's, yeah. It came through. Took like what? Like, didn't even, what it took. I don't know how many pitches exactly, but it, somewhere 11. between 10 and 12. Yeah, yeah, eleven. There you go. Like exactly between two. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like and and his fastball um, was sitting closer to ninety-five. It'd been under ninety-four on average this year. So he was pumping it in there. He hit ninety-six on the dot, uh, according to you know Statcast, right there on that last punch out. So um, you know, outside of the eighth inning, obviously was was a 
good day all around. And we'll get to we'll we'll talk about Givens and kind of what happened a little bit. But yeah, I mean, good overall game. You obviously wanted to see the Cubs score more runs. They did. You know, it seems like it's every every day where you get the, the couple early. They got three. They were up three three one or three nothing after three innings, and then they kind of like can't get back on the board after that. So um, that's something that you know consistently scoring throughout the game would obviously help, but. Um, managing to go in, going to extras in Atlanta on the road and pulling this one off is obviously a big W right there. You know, I thought in game one of the series, Matzik, uh, the, the Braves reliever, got away with a few pitches. You know, the Cubs hit, I think it was Hap and Suzuki both drove the ball all the way to the gap and it went almost all the way to the wall and they made a couple of catches and they hit him pretty hard in game one. And, you know, he came in and I thought, oh, the Cubs have a shot to get after him. If he, if he pitches the same way he did yesterday – they were seeing him well yesterday. They were getting good wood on his pitches, and you know they they hit him hard in extra innings. I I personally love the uh, runner starting at second base. Like the, the game's over, we got we got some activity, oh, yeah. we got it going, we got it moving, and uh, you don't have to sit up till you know one thirty in the morning waiting for the game to end. Like nine innings is enough, and I'm yeah, cool shit. with that runner being at second base. Now when it flipped. And it was for Rowan Wick. I was like, "Well, this isn't right," you know. <laughs> I, I yeah, that's exactly I my thoughts. Like on a it. bass on a pier, but like when when Wick came in, I was like, "You know what? This rule is no good. That they should never run her at second base." Yeah, but you know, it was a good good win overall. Obviously, yeah. Also, wait, shout and, and, out, uh, shout out, Austin Gutterman calls us the best Cubs podcast on here. Appreciate that. Oh, very nice on, on, on YouTube. Very, very apparently, nice. thank you. Thanks Appreciate for staying that. up on the chat. Yeah. Um. You know, you Brian, you mentioned you know how they scored early and then uh, kind of died for a little bit there until the very end. Um, there was a few innings where they definitely had a shot to add on an insurance run, and the Braves made them pay when they made, had that eighth inning. I, there was one inning I think Nick Madrigal led off with a leadoff double, and then yeah. and then mm-hmm. I remember Nico like did a check swing. And he made contact, and it went right into someone's glove. Third base, and I then think, yeah. yeah, and then Ortega hit a pop up like right behind home plate or somewhere around there, which was just brutal. Uh, when you get that leadoff double, I think Magical ended up making the third off a wild pitch or something like that. And I, you, when when those kinds of innings happen, it's like you you can't tell if it's going to happen or not, but like the baseball gods, just, they don't let you forget. Like they, they get, they come back and and haunt you if you don't score in those moments. And that's why I was so angry in the eighth inning, to be honest, I thought Givens was pretty good. And, you know, I can, I know a lot of people were in our mentions on the CHGO Cubs Twitter account, uh, you know, yelling about David Ross. I'm assuming maybe because they didn't take Givens out earlier, but like, he got the first two guys out pretty quickly, and he's yeah. been nailed all season. To me, it was the fact that the Cubs just didn't add on those insurance runs because if they're up four to one, five to one, and he gives up those two runs, we're still sitting pretty. And you, if they wanted to, they could have brought Robertson in then after he gave those two runs up, and you know whatever. But I, to me. The, to me, the reason that this game went to extras is because the Cubs just couldn't add on more runs after they got that lead. And when Keegan Thompson gave up his first run of the year, I felt like uh, the Braves were kind of building a little bit of momentum. And 
you know, every time the Cubs were like on the brink of maybe taking some of that momentum back, they just weren't able to do it. But, you know, at the same time, the Cubs bullpen was really good tonight. And I know we'll talk about that later. But uh, to me, that's like kind of how this game ended up going to extras in my eyes was just the inability to get runs in whenever you actually had the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah I, at the, I agree with that. I was going to say, looking Ryan. at the box score, they, uh, you know, they got, besides the ninth inning, they got a runner on base with one out or no outs in every inning but the ninth inning. Uh, so like you said, just weren't, weren't able to add on for a few innings there. Um, that's, you know, string, they string good at bats together or at least, you know, are able to work counts and stuff, but it's stringing hits, stringing ba- uh, ba- walks, hits, runs. That's, you know, the Cubs obviously need to do that, especially when it gets later on in the games, uh, which we've seen the last, you know, since pretty much the entire season that hasn't happened a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that you mentioned the offense. I think that's that's something that obviously needs to get addressed. But you did score six runs today, so that's a good sign from there. And, you know, hit hit the ball well. I think, what was it, 10 hits today? 11 hits, something like 11 that? 11 hits, yeah. 11 hits, um, you know, took six walks, struck out 10 times. But that's – honestly, that's the name of the game in baseball these days. 10 strikers doesn't seem like a lot anymore. Um, so, you know, that's 17 base runners uh throughout the game so that that's that's pretty good work from the offense it's just like you said cody getting those consistently scoring runs over the last six you know last two-thirds of the game uh is, is what will obviously help this team a lot more and, and not to be a debbie downer here or captain buzzkill but they were <laughs> dangerously close to losing their seventh in eight games you know like blowing a three nothing lead and losing seven out of eight and the storyline after that would have been um, not just what Cody was talking about, which is totally true, that they had opportunities to score, but they also had some fundamental mistakes again, you know, where it wasn't it wasn't a clean game. I, there were there were base running errors, you know, there, there, there were some there were some questionable plays in this game as well, where uh, guys have to get their head on straight. I know we'll do with the. The uh, who you got pick. We'll do that in just a bit and we'll revisit whoever he had. And <laughs> I think Ryan was riding pretty high. And then Hap had that kind of bonehead base running. I was like, ah, we might have to pull a point back on that one. Uh, I mean, he's 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 actually had a really he's had a really good start to the season. Um, there were so many things early on that were good. I mean, say is it bat where he goes 10 pitches and then drives one off the wall is about as good as in a bat you can get, you know, like he, and then, and then later in the game, he did it again. He saw, I think seven pitches in his final at bat, didn't he? Before he, against Jansen, before he. Uh, I thought it was like uh, seven or eight. Yeah. 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 So he was like, he was at like 18 pitches for two at bats. Um, yeah. He's just fun to watch. And again, he struck out earlier in the game looking. And I was wondering, I was like, you know, he's just so willing to do that. And I think they said, I think JD said in the broadcast that half of his strikeouts are looking and that the league average is something like, you know, like 20 or 30% are, are usually looking. He's he's just willing to uh, to stick to what he believes is a strike. And I think that that's, that's a good thing moving forward. But when he strikes out looking, uh, it just makes you more frustrated generally at the umpires because if it's like Joey Votto, if if Saya thinks it's a ball, it's a ball. And if Saya thinks it's a strike, it's a strike. And I think he's starting to get the, 
I think eventually he will start to get those calls more and more, just like Joey Votto starts to get those calls more and more because they know the strike zone so well that mm-hmm. the umpire will give them the benefit benefit of the doubt, just like Greg Maddox used to get the benefit of the doubt on, on strikes a lot because his control was so good that umpires like, well, he would never miss that pitch. And it, if it was close, they would give him the call. So I, I think it's something to watch moving forward. I, I, I just don't know if I've ever watched a player strike out that often looking. It's not, not that he strikes out a lot. It's just weird to see a guy be willing to stand there with the bat on his shoulder and take it, whether it's a strike or a ball. But in his mind, he, he clearly believes it's a ball. It's, 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 it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, I tweeted. Yeah, I was gonna say I tweeted out real quick on say uh, that ten pitch at bat that you no know, that RBI double nearly went out. Um, he even there's like three foul balls that he actually like were out were outside outside the zone. There's one outside, one inside, and then one a little low. I'm so, I'm like maybe he's starting to expand his own zone a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe we talked we talked about the curveball yesterday that was yeah. outside called strike three. Maybe he's like okay, the umps are, the umps have bigger zones and i think maybe i'm gonna start reaching a little more and um so he did he did obviously he fouled those off and, and turned that into a 10 pitch at bat that turned into an rbi double so um yeah i think we even talked about it before just the more he gets comfortable with his zone the more he can start expanding that you know it's a we work work better with umpires and whatnot um but you see that just in the first at bat three foul balls and pitches close to the zone it's not like they were crazy far away they were close to the zone so he looks like he's protecting the plate a little bit more um and you know <laughs> refusing to get that called strike three outside so that that's what i saw his his one strikeout looking tonight was in his first at bat correct yes was, i believe so but then the, he came back and had the, the double in the next yeah. one yeah i thought that like i know that he, I agree that his he knows his strike zone, but I felt like this was the one he had tonight was one of the few times where I feel like he was guessing or I don't know, maybe he just didn't read the pitch well because that ball that struck him out, I mean, it was right there in the middle of the plate on the lower part of the zone. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it didn't eventually. I mean, the Cubs eventually scored in the next inning, but at that time it was kind of like, man, because they try to hit and run and it was a strike him out, throw him out is what it is but uh yeah i mean i'm with you though like i'd rather him know his like swing at his zone than try right. to expand the zone like we've seen so many hitters in the past so yeah and then he he definitely came through in his next at bat which is awesome to see he's had a lot of hard hit balls in my opinion the last honestly over the last week where like they've been hitting the gloves so um yeah i mean the dude is like you said, Luke. He's fun to watch, whether he makes an out or not, because yeah. like he's just so impressive. Like the way he ha- like does his at bats, like he doesn't waste an at bat at all. And like it's easy for fans or or whoever, or even players in, in post games or whatever, when they have to talk to the media, to sit there and say like, you know, just trying to work at bats, trying to not waste an at bat or whatever. It's so easy to say it. But it's also so hard to actually go out there and do it every at bat because I don't know, like it's it, it's hard. You, you especially with the way the bullpens are used these days and everything, and you're seeing all these different pitchers, especially after your first two at bats at least. Like the way he adjusts in game, even is is impressive to me. So yeah, you know, he had a he was great tonight, and 
he's the one guy on this team that I know is going to be on there for the future, at least at this <laughs> moment, which is awesome to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure done, looks like it. Uh, Nick G saying 29 pitches and four bats. When he was facing Jansen in that final at bat, um, Jansen thought he had him on a pitch just outside of the zone. And that's when Jansen kind of did his kind of like little bit of a cocky walk around the mound. And, and I don't know what the umpire was thinking, but what was going through my head was I wonder what Saya thinks of that as he is clearly parading around the mound a little bit saying that was a strike when it was not a strike. And I, I so badly wanted him to hit a home run in the next pitch. You know, I, I, I wanted to see that where it was like, you know, he was sort of showing him up a little bit and what he thought of the strike zone. And so I was bummed out when he, I was bummed out when he popped up because I thought, Oh, this is gonna be a great, this could be a great say a moment if he hits a home run on the next pitch, but Hey, two hits uh, Madrigal had two hits and everybody else had one. So, I mean, Madrigal and say a four of the 11 hits in the game. And mm -hmm. it's a good thing to see Madrigal coming around a little bit too. You know, he looked, he looked better at the plate. He was, instead of just little dribblers on the infield, he, he drove the ball twice. Yeah. yeah. I think I, yeah. I tweeted from the account yesterday or no, I well, I did it yesterday. Also tonight, after he got that double, that he was in a three for twenty-five slump. So uh, I think JD put it best: the type of hitter that he is when he gets in these types of slumps, it means that a bunch of hits, a bunch of hits are on the way. So yeah, we got two hits from him tonight, which is great to see. And yeah, Cubs are going to need, it, especially with the stretch of teams that they got to play. So um, right now is a great time for him to get hot. <laughs> Wasn't it wasn't it post game yesterday? Someone's like, when, when do we start asking questions about Nick Madrigal? Yes, yeah. like, just yeah. like just relax. And it, was, yeah. it wasn't a crazy question. It was a reasonable question, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't was a, like everyone who said that we need to DFA Patrick Wisdom. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just like yeah, like you guys said though. It's he's the way he's succeeded at you know he's a contact hitter, and that's how he succeeded for so long and that's what makes him a good hitter is just being able to to make contact with the ball and three for 25 funk that means he, he's hitting he's, he's putting contact on the ball and there's probably a few that just didn't fall for him you know um maybe that three for 25 could look a little bit better if they did um but he went two for five today he had that double i said i think i quote tweeted whatever got put on the cubs account but he really hung back on that curveball like he didn't it was one of those like it was like it was like a perfect like you see him step and then you see him really hang on it and then you know get the barrel to the ball on that curveball that he took down for the double. I mean that's that's just like as far as mm -hmm. from a baseball standpoint, just like that swing is a very up aesthetically pleasing swing. Just the, the whole the whole yeah. hanging and swinging. But um, no, yeah, those it, are the types of hits that you want from a guy like Nick Madrigal because you know the anyone who is out on him thinks that all he does is hit the ball on the ground. And yes, he's been hitting the ball on the ground a lot so far this year. I think I heard JD or, or Boog say it's like 70% uh, coming into tonight. Uh, so obviously a lot of it has to do with the slump that he was in, but when he gets to hitting those line drives, like gap to gap power, whether it's down the left field line or he goes opposite field a lot too, if he can do like hit like he hit that single tonight as well, uh, you know, hit a little harder maybe and down in the corner and get a double instead, whatever. I'll take that type those types of hits from him all the time because those are going to be more valuable in the role that he is in. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, obviously I'll take any hits that he can give you, but obvious, you know, 
for sure during the slump, it's like, man, all this guy is doing is just pounding the ball into the ground. But whenever he starts getting that ball into line drive form, that's like that's the Nick Magical that we believe that is, you know, can be a part of the Cubs' future and that can be like a really solid piece and a mainstay at second base, honestly. So um, we just need more of that. And, and I'm not saying I need it every night. I just – we just need more. And tonight was a good start. Uh, Rhonda's joining in. Doubles and singles win ball games. Hey, that's the way this team's going to have to win games. Although you could say that the home run really helped win this game too. I mean – for sure, um, yeah. It, it really gave Wick a little breathing room there going into uh, the 10th inning with the runner starting at second base. You know, we'll talk uh, – let's talk some bullpen stuff in the in the second block, but I do want to separate Keegan Thompson because what he's done this season is above and beyond what everybody's doing in the bullpen. The bullpen's been great, but, like, he's – and he's, he's adding to those numbers, but what his start was – I think JD put it really well during the during the broadcast saying, you know, there may not be another player in the Cubs organization right now that has upgraded his profile this season more than Keegan Thompson has so far in less than 20 games. I mean, look at that. 16 and two thirds, finally one earned run. It took 16 and a third (laughs) innings to give up that one run. And, you know, Look at his his whips below one, his ERAs below one, 17 strikeouts to five walks. I mean, he has been everything the Cubs have asked for. If they're trying to find pieces, I mean, we say it almost every podcast now, but that's because because of the way the guy's playing. Um, he's he's a part of the future. And we did say in the uh game one post-game podcast, we were talking about. I said, you know, if if Lighter were to give up like five runs, I didn't want to see Thompson come in and get wasted because they don't, you know, they don't need him. They're probably going to lose the game if they're losing five nothing. He came in again. He did a great job, and he handed the other guys, and and they helped finish it off. But man, what what a weapon that is to have a guy that can come in. Um, imagine what how valuable he is when you have starters that can start going five, six innings and he can just take it to the closer, that's right. that's when he'll really have value. Like right now he's on a team where the starting pitchers are, you know, banged up, you know, two of them aren't even there. Um, and when you talk about who's going to be there in the future, I, I don't know, but like when, when they have some of these guys start to come up from the farm system and you have real aces and a real number two, and a real number three, and a real number four. When when they can go five, six innings, and you can hand the ball to him, that's when he's really. If, if he continues to pitch this way, that's when you'll see the real value. Right now, it's exciting to watch, um, but the value is uh, sort of being wasted on a team right now, at least that isn't back to the five hundred mark. But it's a great sign for the future. There's no question about that. Yeah, I mean. I was really happy to see Ross bring him in in the third inning after the way Leiter pitched those first two yeah. innings. Uh, obviously, you know we were we were optimistic about Leiter today because of how he had pitched through the first time through the order uh, in his first two outings. Um, I thought he was okay in the first inning, and then 
you know, second inning, obviously the base is loaded, but somehow was able to get out of it in a big spot base is loaded. So credit to him. I still think maybe, maybe he could have a bullpen ro- uh, role, but when he brought Keegan Thompson in and the Cubs had a three, nothing lead, I was like, okay, we're winning tonight. Like this, like, like it, it, it genuinely felt like you're winning the game. Like that's how good Keegan Thompson has, has pitched. Cause you thought, okay, this guy can go three, maybe four innings. Uh, he had his highest pitch count of the season tonight. And I, and I think he went three innings. So the Braves were able to work him a little bit more than, than past teams. But I mean, man, like this guy is just, like you watch him on the mound, like in between pitches. And this guy just looks like he's in the zone. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. He doesn't look like someone who is like nervous or anything. He's just going out there and saying, I'm going to give you the best I got. I'm going to shove it down your throat and you're going to try and hit it. And you won't because I'm that good. Like the, he's like, that's how confident he looks right now. Just by looking at him on the television from where I'm at, maybe that's, a bad take. I don't know, but that, no. like that's just how it feels to me. Um, yeah, he's just oh, where I don't know where the Cubs would be without him. And it's just so it's like a it's a really nice thing to see because I really didn't know what to expect from him coming into this season. I thought he would be better in a bullpen role, but rather than starter. And so all the people in the comments who are asking if we should if he should be a starter. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times already uh, on past no, shows, no, no. but right now. He has to stay in this role until, you know, it becomes an absolute emergency. Write him right now. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, – You got to write it right now. He uh, – and just looking at the stack, as again, nine whiffs on 30 swings. It's 30%, um, which that's that's very good. You know, six whiffs on 13 swings with a fastball alone. When you look at it, his he averaged 94 and a half miles per hour on that fastball today, up a full mile per hour from his season, like average. On the fastball, so he was pumping that in there. He was getting whiffs on it, not just, you know, foul tits, whatever. It was six whiffs on 13 swings on the fastball, which is very, very good numbers. Um, you know, he, he wasn't giving up hard contact either. 84.6 mile per hour average exit velocity uh, on nine balls in play. So, yeah, he gave up one run. His streak comes to an end, whatever. He's human. That was that was going to happen. He's not, <laughs> he's not going to go an entire season without giving up a run. Um, but he's, he's been excellent. You saw the numbers on the graphic. He's, he's the best reliever the uh, you know, the Cubs have right now and he's coming in and doing it in critical situations, which again, we talked about it. Ross, when he was coming up said long relief might've been more of like a, a less used, like guys only kind of came in for long relief when they were up a lot or down a lot. He's using Keegan Thompson as a high leverage guy who can also go out and get you three innings. Um, which again, that's not an, two and two thirds and, and every, and every, relief outing so far it's through his first five appearances keegan thompson's excellent out of the bullpen we've talked about it do we want to see him start i mean it's not like he lit up the world starting in the rotation no. last year um so i think you really ross really likes where he's at right now tommy hotovy i've talked to him about it he really likes where keegan thompson is at right now i mean you looking at it he's coming in and shutting things down pretty much for a, a good amount of innings every time he comes out so I think you just let it ride, and like, like Cody said, unless it becomes necessary that someone's hurt or they they just need starters. I mean, they didn't they didn't rush Keegan Thompson to the rotation the first time, and they brought Mark Mark Letter Jr. up instead, right? They, right, they, right? they probably have options that they can do that with. 
where Ross wants to keep Keegan as that weapon out of the bullpen because he's been doing so well for him. And again, while pitches are still, you know, ramping up to full go, having a guy that can come in for three, you know, three innings, four innings like he did last week. I mean, having that guy is just it's an unbelievable weapon that you don't see too much in baseball. And think yeah. about what Cody was saying. Cody said, um, you know, it was three nothing. They brought in Keegan Thompson. And I was like, we're winning tonight. You're saying that against the Atlanta Braves, the team that just won the World Series, a team full of hitters, even, you know, even without Acuna, they're still loaded with hitters. And you're talking about a guy that three and a half weeks ago, we didn't know anything, you know, like we, we were like, ah, bullpen, maybe he gets a start. You know, I'm not sure where he's going to fit in. He wasn't great at the end of last season in this he was a huge question mark. And now three and a half weeks later, you're expecting him to quote unquote shove against the world series champs to the point where the game is over in the third inning. Like he's uh, he's turned believers into a lot of, a lot of people that were doubters have now turned into believers. Yeah. Like that, it, when you... Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just, I, I froze a little bit. I was going to okay. say when, when you're coming in and he comes in, you're surprised he gives up a run. Like that's yeah, that feels like the end of the world for Keegan Thompson. Yeah. That's how, that shows you how good he's been doing, um, just in the first few times he's been out there this season. He's sixteen and two thirds with that. You know that numbers. That's small sample size. We'll keep using it, but right now that it looks really, really good. Yeah, and again, another homegrown pitcher drafted by Theo Epstein. I mean, this is just. Incredible stuff. Ethan Roberts last night, Keegan Thompson tonight. Um, you know, it to me, Keegan Thompson, he, you know, whatever he is giving us, you know, say he stays in this bullpen role the entire season, like, and he, and he, and he excels at it the entire season, or is at least, you know, very good at it. That gives you something you can go into next year and be like, this is, like we know, we know a role. Like we know a role this guy's going to be in. We know what Say is going to be in. If Ian Happ keeps playing like this, we know what role he is. And like you start filling in holes, right? And then you can then you can look in free agency, and you can look at what's coming up on the farm, like Caleb Killian and, and Brennan Davis, and you can really figure out where those guys are going to be. And it's like like we keep saying, even me, whenever like I get realistic, like we are look we are developing we are answering questions that we've been wondering for a while right so like to me that's the biggest thing is like keegan thompson is a question answered already like he's pitching that well the only thing i you know knock on wood all of it like just you stay healthy and just you know just keep doing what you do man because like he's just like the zone that he is in right now is just something that I just don't feel like I can say I've seen from a Cubs pitcher that was homegrown in a long time because they just don't have they didn't have a lot. So it's it's a really like pleasant sight to see. It really is. And it's fun to watch. Cody, what uh what kind of bets you have going tonight in this oh, man, game? You I, have you have some uh I had no run first inning tonight, Luke. Oh, you did? I did, and it was wild because I thought I was gonna lose it in the first inning because of the Cubs and then uh, you know, that Ortega and the uh, what was it, Saya, the strike him out, throw him out, and, yeah. and uh, 
you know, that that didn't work, not work out in the Cubs' favor, and I was mad, but I was also like, well, at least I could win some money here. Ortega uh, was really slow on that, by the way. It was it was yeah. almost Albert Bad jump. running to second. Yeah. Like, what's, yeah. what's going on? I had that. I had Charlie Morton under five and a half strikeouts. That was literally never a doubt. Me and Sean on the bet show both took that tonight. I don't even think he had one. So, uh, and it was at plus money, which is awesome and you'll love to see. And then uh, I think I had Matt Olson two plus total bases. And he actually had a double in the first inning. So I won that bet in the first inning. So, uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Play, made them all on points bet, Luke. Nice. That's what I was wondering. I assumed you used points bet. Yeah, yeah. I definitely did them all on points bet, which is the best way to support CHGO is if you download the po- download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you will even get a free share of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that points bet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois as well. You can down, you can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Say it every show. If Luke can do it, all of you in the comments can do it as well. Uh, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now I want to. That was very well done, uh, Cody. I, I, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to put my clean readers on for this, just so I can. It's late, you know. I got. I got a big yeah. sure I get a clean read here. You you've been home. You've been at home all day. You didn't have to like. That's you right. Know, get really ready. You're probably not wearing any pants right now, even though no one can tell. That, you don't tell like, people that. That's. that's uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought we had some sort of code. There's a code you're supposed to follow. It's a brotherhood. You don't tell those secrets. Uh, I didn't say it. I just said probably. Yeah. Uh, Well, you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Well, Strava CBD coffee is a game changer, and it has helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD, CBD from hemp, It doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. You feel alert and focused without the jitters. You can live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part, Strava is all about quality. It's all small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures, For those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage of benefits, CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you love Strava already, well, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office 
on your preferred schedule. Uh, all right, let's talk more about the bullpen. We talked about Keegan Thompson, um, but we talked about guys Scott have been really good too. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff <laughs> flying around Twitter after the game uh, about rankings, where they rank in Major League Baseball, second and fifth, fifth and ERA. Um, you know, until the Givens run, what was it, 19 innings with eight hits? Is that possible? Yeah, I saw, or something right? like that. Was I that saw. the stat on the game? 19, 19 innings before I got, Givens. I, I got it, yeah. Marquis, <laughs> Marquis put it 19 innings over the last five games. Right. They got 19 innings, eight hits, two runs, one earned, 22 strikeouts, six walks. So, of course, right after they put that out, you know, there was going to be a two-run. Of two course, run, yeah, it was like the you, you knew that. As soon as I saw that, I took the picture, and I just kind of knew. I'm like, that's, you know, here we go. Um, but overall, I mean, yeah, the bullpen's been very good. Like, even just outside of Keegan Thompson, who we know has been dominant. Um, Scott Afros came in, had a, another you know solid inning. Um, and then Keegan Thompson comes in himself, gives up the one run, but goes three three innings and, and, and keeps the Cubs ahead by two. And then you get Michael Givens, um, who you know I, I tweeted out just kind of the result, like his pitch results, like whether it was the walk, the two strikeouts, the three hits. So and he he came in he he got one, he threw one ball and striking out Azuna and, and Darno with one ball and he struck them both out um, and so it looked like he was coming in clean like he was gonna go clean through that eighth inning then he gives up a hit to Dickerson on a on a fastball I think it was a fastball outside um, that he just you know grounds through the through the infield goes over to Ian Hab and left okay that's you got beat right there. He, right. he threw it. It was outside. It wasn't like it was in the zone. Like it was an outside pitch, and he managed to get the bat on it and, and took it the other way. Duvall follows it up with that single. He, you know, that ball was outside, and he loops that. That Ian Happ just barely misses the sliding catch, but that ball was also out. I think it was a slider outside, like a couple inches outside too, uh, away. And then the walk uh, to Demaretti. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but that walk you kind of. A little wild there, um, and then the next one was the Dansby Swanson single that ended up tying the game. That also was an outside pitch that he, you know, off off the edge that he took the other way and got through the infield. Um, so I mean, Givens, yeah, it was a, it was a two run inning and, and it, you know blown the save shift it, really hurt the Cubs against Swanson. <laughs> like that's the thing that like you can't even blame Givens for that. That was all the shift. No, I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, even that is like the shift. It, if you want to say, Hey, he shouldn't throw the ball outside when he got a shift on. That's one thing. Um, but he's been very, he only, he gave up one other run on April 12th uh, against the, against the pirates. Uh, he came into today, 1.29 ERA, seven innings, four hits, one run, uh, two walks and 11 strikeouts. Like he has been pitching very well. And you're going to have days like this where sometimes you just get beat again. Those were balls that weren't strike. Those, those weren't strikes. They swung at, they chased technically. Um, and managed to get those ball, you know, get those where where the fielders weren't. Um, so I think at that point you kind of you know, they showed Givens and they looked like you know he was pissed when he was walking off. But also I think you tip your cap to the Braves and you know they beat him. They beat him today. It wasn't as yeah. you know, again that that walk again was wild and he was maybe getting to a couple deeper counts. But they were working good at bats. It wasn't like he started off three zero and I had to come back. Like the, right. the you know Dickerson, Duvall, and Swanson worked good at bats. So I, I think, think you you you. you Again, tip your hat to them for going and working good at bats and getting hits and and putting balls where the Cubs weren't. Um, you're gonna have games like this again, like I said, and it's just it's just 
Gibbons. I think you know, what. You know, I, I, I was gonna say you what don't take the, him out of his role because you, you gave him two for runs. Sure, so you're gonna no. have a game like that. For sure. What I was gonna say is I think the big part that maybe people aren't paying attention to or at least acknowledging is I think it was was it Duvall who hit it? He hit the double. It was yeah. Duvall who hit the double, right? Well, the only reason it became a double was because when Hap fielded it, he threw it to third. So if he throws it to second, you got first and third. That sets up the double play situation where you don't even need it. You force out situation. They already had two outs. And maybe there's not as much pressure on Givens to get that out um, because he knows with second and third, he gives up the right. knock. That's a tie game, right? So, I'm yeah, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I'm not blaming. Again, I'm I was more mad in the eighth inning about the fact that the Cubs could not score any insurance runs to make that lead a little bit more – comfortable <laughs> um however i did you know how i tweeted or i set up the tweet with stroman last night and then yeah. he gave up the homer well tonight yeah, I, I yeah tonight and yeah. like during the eighth inning of course too uh, i have it right here i never i saved it in my drafts i don't know if you guys can read it it says uh the cubs bullpen is an absolute wagon and i was just gonna hit send after the eighth inning and I hit it. I saved it in my drafts, and uh, I never hit send. And now you I'm going to leave it in my drafts. The next time the Cubs bullpen looks like an absolute wagon, I, I can go straight to my drafts. So. But you know what? They've been <laughs> they ha you can't ask for them to be much better than they've been. They they right. been like the top five in almost every category for bullpens around baseball, and some of that is Thompson. But Efros, 27 strikeouts and two walks since he's joined. You know, been in the big leagues. I think. Mm -hmm. F. Ross is a piece for the future, too. Ethan Roberts has looked great. Guys, they don't even have Robertson. Cody Hoyer right now. Like, right. Cody Hoyer could end up being their best reliever. And, and he's another piece of the puzzle. Um, Rowan Wick, I, I still like him as a potential closer at, at some point. You know, like, yeah, they, they've got – you guys both said it before the season started. Don't worry about the bullpen. I believe that now the bullpen, the bullpen is not a problem, but I also think um, when you see some of these young guys and you know that Cody Hoyer is still going to come back at some point next season, you hope, and other guys are coming up the farm system. And if you can get Keegan Thompson to continue to pitch like this and Afros to continue to pitch like this, you know, and then you mix and match some of the, the ability they have to find these veteran guys, um, Boy, it could be a, it could be a real weapon when you talk about the type of pitching that they have coming up in the farm system uh, to where. And, and that is sort of the plan, like they have some big bats, but uh, it could be really pitching that drives the next great Cubs team. And you, and you can see that already in a team that is just kind of sprinkled with some of those young players. You know, it's you're barely even getting a taste of it and you can see that there's their young pitching is going to be a force to be reckoned with at some point. So that, I think that's really cool to watch. And, you know, heck we're not even 20 games into the season. So like you're going to see a lot of it this summer and I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a stretch of 15 games where we go back and we'll flash back to this podcast and you'll be able to say, wow, what an idiot grandpa Stucky is, but you know, that's just <laughs> the way baseball is. I, I believe this is not, um, this is not just some flash in the pan, nice stretch from the bullpen. I think they've got some young arms that um, are going to be a big piece of the future, and I think we're going to see a lot of them this season. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, going back to the what happened today, you know, Chris Martin had another uh, another inning. I think it was clean. Had the one strikeout. Robertson's been so good. He came in and you know kind of saved that eighth inning from spiraling even more. Pitched a clean ninth. I mean, he's he's his ERA struck out the zero. side in the ninth. Like, I believe. His, yeah, his ERA is still zero. He's his he's been you know he's been going crazy. Um, he's but, he's setting himself up to. And this is me being realistic again. If they sell off at the deadline, well, that, the way yeah, he's that, pitching, he's setting himself up to be a, the, another Kimbrel type trade away. And I'm just, I, that's me being realistic. Let me get back to being optimistic now. That's what I, that's what I was getting to. Cause you mentioned it even yesterday, Cody, that, you know, if things go haywire or whatever, and the Cubs aren't in a position to, they're in a position to sell at the deadline. And you got guys like Robertson, Michael Gibbons, you know, Chris Martin. You know, those guys are probably the, the first ones as far as bullpen guys that that are out the door. But at least for now, you got these guys um, there for when the Ethan Roberts is and the Scott F. Rosses are here. You know, Chris Martin just won a World Series. He just got his ring yesterday, I think. Um, and then you got David Robertson and Michael Givens, who have a lot of experience in the bullpen. David Robertson, especially as a closer, as mm-hmm. I think he had 178 save opportunities in his career right now. Um, so a lot of experience there. So even if those guys are gone at the deadline, at least you get a good, was it four months of very good veteran veterans to veteran experience to help guide these young guys like Ethan Roberts and Scott Afros, Manny Rodriguez, if he comes up anytime soon, Ro Wick, who like Luke said, could still be a closing option. You have, you have guys like that, like Chris Martin, like David Robertson, Michael Gibbons, who have some experience and who are able to at least guide and help these guys get their career started or, you know, get their career, you know, keep on moving on um, for the next few months, which I think that's what they, that was, that's what they were brought in in the first place is to provide a lot of veteran experience. Um, but they're showing it uh, with the way they're pitching, especially David Robertson, who's been lights out every time he's came into a game this year. It's, it's, been, it's been awesome. Uh, let's revisit our who you got. Okay. So we've had a tough time in this be- so far this season because nobody's really, uh, jumped out and taken a game and i i said at the beginning of this podcast and this is an error by me i said a hap base running error i wanted yeah, to take I was point away say. it was it was the throwing error where he should have gone to second base uh-huh. that you know almost cost him <laughs> a game but i he did he get on he got on base a few times um yeah, I three times. Had, probably had the best game hey hayward did have a hit yeah, Horner had a hit as well. Yeah, they each had a hit. I, I don't know if there's a runaway winner, but I'm willing to give Ryan the win. Uh, He's if, willing. You know, Cody feels like Hap is the winner. It's it's not a it's not a home run, but it's sort of like a – How many walks did he have? He had two? He had two walks. He has one for two, two walks. Two walks. He had an, RB, he had an RBI, and he, he scored did. the game-winning <laughs> run in the tap. He had his neck fly, and then, <laughs> and then he in a bad throw. He's in here trying to act like he's just willing to give it, like, he okay. Won. That was <laughs> very clear. His, his throw to third base almost cost him the game. No, uh, he won. He won. <laughs> Still better game than Hayward and Horner, yeah. let's be real. We'll give you the one. I deserve I'm it. still I on the schnive. I need to get on. I got to pick a right one eventually. Yeah, man. I think Ryan and I each have one. I wouldn't, again, I still wouldn't say it was like, you know, I, I if somebody had Patrick Wisdom, I would have switched my vote to Patrick Wisdom and given you the win and up for that instead. Yeah. Right? Sure, like, but no, but no one had Wisdom. No, no they didn't. Had wisdom, like, it wasn't, 
It wasn't a slam dunk, but we'll we'll give it. Have, to you. He was a deserving winner. He was a deserving winner. My, Michael Jordan didn't score forty five points every game, man. He, sometimes he scored twenty five. <laughs> he, he did a lot. He did a lot. Also got the win, right? Exactly. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have to go over fifty every game. He he could still score twenty three, and the Bulls will get the win. So, he by the way, man, the Bulls. Oof. Oh yeah, we don't need to talk oh. about them. Did you guys see Pax? I, I won. Mustache? Big Dave. I did. Mustache. I did. Did they? I, get, uh, they got, yeah, got it's gone. Nice. I won. Four bets off the Bulls losing tonight. <laughs> you so, bet again. I don't do that. I, I can't. I bet, I bet against them. I bet the 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 spread was twelve and a half. I I, I just I was like, there's no way with Levine out and Caruso out. I, took the box minus twelve and a half. I had a future bet for the the series to end in five games. I won that. I did take Patrick Williams to uh, to score over eleven and a half points. Yeah, though. I can't. I can't do that. I can't bet against my own teams for the sake of making a little bit of money. I no. I would not. I can't bet <sighs> that's against. What the a, that's what a true degenerate has to do. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. That's what true degenerates <laughs> do, man. That's what true can't degenerates do. It, man. do. Can't bring myself to do it, man. I'd rather have my teams win than. than Luke, do you do you want to do you want a points bet pick of the week for tomorrow? I do. Uh, is is this pick of the week going to be a stone cold lock that I should be jumping in on, or do you yes. feel like it's a stone cold lock that I feel like you should be jumping on? Yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna hold on. Let me get a notepad because I'm gonna write it down. You know, it's gonna take me a little while to get this. <laughs> yeah, and then I know how long it's gonna take you to log into PointsBet too, because you can't right. ever remember your. I password. can't remember my logins. <laughs> a real so problem. The, this week's PointsBet pick of the week is Padres minus one and a half against the Reds tomorrow. They go for the sweep. The Reds are one and 11 in their last 12 games against the spread. Not only are they losing, but they are failing to lose by a one run or less because they're always dogs because they stink and they play a Padres team. That's pretty good tomorrow. So that's they, your pick the, of the week. That's my pick of the week. Cold lock. And it's at plus 145 for some dumb reason. I don't understand why. So you slam the Padres minus one and a half. The Reds stink. They've won one game in like their last like 12 or 13 games. They beat the Cardinals on Sunday. But other than that, they had lost nine, in a, nine or ten in a row before that. And they've lost since Sunday, too. They haven't won this week outside of Sunday. They And, they, and they're losing by like, like multiple runs, not just like one. They're, it's bad. They stink. I actually like the Reds make me feel really good about being a Cubs fan. I mean, that's been like my entire life, but like this year, especially the Reds make me feel real happy about being a Cubs fan. So take some solace right. in that everyone I'm in the gonna, chat. I'm going to try and remember to go for that. I've got $49 left in my account and I, I oh. may put a 20 spot on that. I may, Ooh. I may big dollar it. Yeah. But, at, but again, at, at plus one forty five. It's good. It's good. If it's stuff. wrong. We shave your head. You know, that's the way it's going to go. I just got a haircut the other day. I don't want to shave it yet. <laughs> um, hey, you know what I've been using every day? AG1. Because Ooh. I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and now I've been on it for a month. I love it. It doesn't taste like real healthy or anything. It's, it's actually mild, tropical taste, and I look forward to, to trying it each morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you get 75 High-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, all to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all those things. 
I get a noticeable boost of energy in the morning. I take it first thing on an empty stomach. It's a lifestyle-friendly thing, too, because whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day, and it's recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, that's right, free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I think Cody's been talking about Vegas, so you got to have at least five of those. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, that's athleticgreens.com CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And Cody, that's the great thing about points bet is you don't have to go to Vegas. Everything you need to do, mm-hmm. you can do right there exactly. on your phone. There you go. Yeah, you speaking of Vegas, uh, we're talking, we're, it, eh, I can't talk. I'll be on the all CHGO podcast tomorrow and it's Vegas theme because of the NFL draft. Oh yeah. That's going to be cool. Have you guys seen some of the photos of of like, they're doing it in the fountain where the boat's going to come out. That's Mm -hmm. yeah. They were supposed to do that last year, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They just pushed it back here. I think Yeah, I'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks. I I just barely missed it. I guess. Uh, Really? I didn't know. Also, um, (laughs) I keep forgetting to say this every time we do an AG one ad, but my girlfriend, she has been putting AG1 in her smoothies. Um, really? She, she makes these smoothies with like frozen fruit and yeah. orange juice. That's the way And then it. she puts the AG1 in there and then we put it in a blender and just let it do its job. And I tried it and You're it in. looks disgusting, but it tastes good. Yeah. yeah it's, it, so it, I it, highly it, recommend. You know, it's, it's, it's a bright green color kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But it is sort of tropical, so I could see it very easily blending in with some of that fruit and an orange juice, and 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 really, like I said, by itself in water, it's good. Yeah. Well, so why wouldn't it taste good in a smoothie? Huh? Right. That's something so, to try. Try that out. I will give so. it a shot. Uh, so the Cubs win six to three in ten innings, and what this does now is gives them a shot to win the series. The Braves. Still, knock on wood, I don't have any around here, but knock on wood, (laughs) you know, they still haven't won. The world champs still haven't won a series this season, and the Cubs can keep that continuing. Um, Drew Smiley's been good. Drew Smiley revenge game Now, the only thing I will say is that Kyle Wright has been striking guys out left and right. So, I'm glad Kyle Wright is not going up against last year's Cubs lineup because you'd have like 22 strikeouts. Uh, oh, what yeah. did he have? No. I wrote it down. 17 innings, 26 Ks, and an ERA almost exactly at one. Yeah, he's so he's been, off to a great know. start. But yeah. I like the contact guys that are in the lineup. You know, I. You, I shot. mean, they said the same thing about Charlie Morton, how he's a well, first pitch strike guy and, yeah. you know, over his career. I mean, clearly he was off to he's off to a terrible start this year. He was not like I I could read that he wasn't going to be in the game very long in the first inning just off the just based off the bats that the Cubs are having. So if the Cubs can come with that same approach tomorrow against Wright, I mean, it's also going to take him to 
you know, not have his command as well as he has, but you know, that's with as good as he's pitching, that's that's tough to so Robbie's saying revenge game. Smiley yeah. revenge yeah. game. Smiley revenge yeah. game. He's gonna put that ring on he's gonna that World <laughs> Series ring on it and then shove apparently. Go ahead, I, Brian. Say, I, I think you know Smiley's been very good. Again, we talked about on Friday the 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 runs. You know that was just really his first bad yeah. start of the year. Um, but he's been consistently you know solid um, mm-hmm. the first three times through rotation. I expect another one. I don't know if I'm expecting six or seven innings this time out, um, but he could definitely. He's shown the first few times he can get you five solid innings. Um, so I think that's what you ask for. If he can get you to six, great. If he can get you to seven, excellent. But um, I I expect the solid outing from Smiley. I, I don't I don't think he's, he's not gonna go out. And, ex- and, these Braves these Braves hitters are really good, and you saw that t- even today yeah. in that eighth inning. Um, so I'm not expecting him to go out and, and, and strike out a bunch or make him look like fools. But I think he can. He's he's done really well limiting hard contact so far this year, um, limiting damage. So I, I we'll, we'll see we'll see if he can do that tomorrow. But I expect a a solid. I I. I Five innings from from Drew Smiley. I think the Cubs will take that tomorrow. The Cubs need that tomorrow after how yeah. much bullpen they used tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it was like that was like the one thing I was thinking about as they were going into extra innings. Is like okay, the Cubs could win in dramatic fashion. And that'll be fun. But then I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna think about okay, now I gotta how am I how am I myself going to will Drew Smiley to five or six innings to, tonight, <laughs> tomorrow, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a tall task against that lineup, but you know, outside of his last star, he's been really good. And I would say, you know, I think he matches up well against some of their best hitters. I mean, I feel like he would match up well against, uh, Olsen, who's been one of their hotter hitters in the lineup. Um, lefty on lefty. Uh, now that I said that he'll probably hit two homers tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but again, just some of them. And it, I think the key for him is, you know, keeping runners off base based off the walk. I think he had some walks in the, his last start that kind of hurt him. So um, based off my memory, I think. So, yeah, here's the hoping. <laughs> yeah. Braves and Phillies both already five games behind the Mets in their division and both teams eight and ten. So not off to good starts for two teams that um, a lot of people talked about as obviously playoff teams and and it could certainly end up that way but you don't want to start out in a five-game hole this early in the season necessarily in a in a division race um real quick can we yeah but before we 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 don't have much time we could do this conversation for another hour extra inning automatic runner yes or no yay or nay yes i I love it i love as someone that works games like goes (laughs) to games for work and not just pleasure i love the automatic runner and and, on like I said, it's it's like the shift. I like it when the Cubs win. I hate it when the Cubs lose. So that's my take on it. Uh, Michael Cerami, Michael Cerami tweeted something similar to that, and I took the video that we made that has the bleeps from the shift, and I like replied to his tweet with it from the CHGO Cubs account tonight. He, he got a good kick out of it. So shout hey, out work, to him. Work for the Cubs on, in this game. Six three, ten innings over the Braves. Um, and one more thing, yeah, one more thing, and it's not even related, but like, can we please talk about the Mets and the and the Cardinals brawl, like, just for like 30 seconds? Yeah, do like, it. Can go we, ahead. Can we, Give like, it to I all I gotta say is that I don't think 
I don't really know too much about the storyline of like how many guys were hit in that series, but I did hear the Cardinals manager in the post game say something about how, you know, just taking a ball up that like taking a ball inside is just not right. And it's not how the game is supposed to be played or something like that. I quote tweeted from the CHGO Cubs account and was like, all right, well, whenever your best player gets hit 15 times by the same team, you do something about it. Um, I, I was just curious what you guys thoughts about just the brawl. Cause it was, I mean, if you want to call it a brawl, I know it was Pete Alonzo and Stubby clap who got into a little tussle if that you want to call it that, but it was probably the more entertaining thing from day baseball today, but I don't know. I, I just, I just it, again, unwritten rules are wild. NBC nightly news is trying to ran a whole story tonight about how uh, guys are getting hit at an alarming rate and it's, it's the baseball's fault and that they're too inconsistent. The, the balls are inconsistent. They're not all the same. And I was like, I don't How about the fact that pitching's not as good as it used to like guys are all over the place. They're all throwing like 98. So their control's not as good as it used to be in a game. They had almost mm-hmm. no spring training and it's been cold at most of the ballparks so far this season. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, well, Chris, I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying it's the, the fault of the baseball. And half the guys are just throwing at each other. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> as far as the brawl goes, um, one, the, the pitch was a pretty high and inside fastball. Arnold. I can understand why he was pissed. Um, Pete Alonso was t- saying that he could put some guys in the hospital in the post-game. <laughs> that guy was awesome. And then whoever the Cardinals bullpen guy that just didn't even go to the, the, the door and just jump the fence just jump the like, fence yeah like he was running away from the cops at a high school party like that was that was awesome <laughs> those are the two yeah. things i'm like it was cool. one of the more interesting like benches clearings that we've had this year i thought the cubs brewers one was i mean from being in the stands during that game it was inter- entertaining but if i would have watched it on tv it would have been like just another one i feel like that you see in today's age like but he was running to war you, you at least <laughs> saw some people rolling around robbie's hanging with other. us late night Guys are running to war. <laughs> the guy, the bullpen guy, jumped the fence like he was running to war. Yeah, yeah that's so true, though. Yeah. There you go. I, again, I just think that, you know, this is my two cents is baseball for the last three, four years has been trying to push this let the kids play thing. And that's all cool and dandy, but I feel like the players are just never going to get to that point. Like, <laughs> who knows how many of those pitches were thrown at those guys on purpose for both sides? Like, and except for maybe that high and inside fastball or whatever it was at Arenado that again did not hit him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I believe, I believe it was one of the Mets players who got hit in the helmet. So, and in, in one of the previous games. So all I'm saying is the fact that the Cardinals are playing victim here is soft. There you go. There it is. Hashtag Keegan Thompson for mayor. Keegan Thompson for mayor. Cardinals are soft. There you go. That's it. That's how it's a great way to end the show. That is a great way. Thanks for uh, checking out the CHGO Cubs post game show presented by PointsBet. Brendan and Corey will have the series wrap up for you in a Cubs related podcast coming up after game three in this series on Thursday. We'll be back with pregame and post game podcast coming up on Friday as the Cubs continue a very difficult stretch of 11 games. Uh, more fun on the way. So we'll see what happens. But a big win here. Cubs get it six to three in 10 innings. So go home and fly the W.